pulling out my big black book Cause when I need a word to find That's where I look So I move to the L's Quick, fast, in a hurry Through all my specs Thought my vision was blurry I looked again But to my dismay It was black and white With no room for gray You see A big V stood beyond the word And yo, that's when it hit me Love is a verb Love comes easy But don't mean much Love is a verb So I can barely remember My social security number uh, Or my daughter's birthday But I know <laughs> You still got that. Priorities, man. It's front of back. Thinking of a way to explain, oh, you know when I'm flowing like a bottle of Drano. Simple and plain. L-O-V-E and all that junk that you see on TV. Something's <laughs> on a rope and it ain't worth hoping. Yeah, dude. This is all from memory. This is from, this is what is inside of my brain most of the time. If we're having a conversation and I look a little distant. <laughs> <laughs> You're just citing the second verse in your head. You're like, well, how did it go just, again? Just love is a verb on a loop. It, yeah, for Kyle real, dude. Down with the DC it. talk. Uh, d- 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 down, down with, with the, DC. the DC. With the DC. I really want that to be a cold open for this episode. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, welcome to Church Jams Now, the podcast where three former youth group kids Uh-oh. and current music nerds do a deep dive on Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. Dang straight. I, of course, am... One of your co-hosts, Kylan Savage, and with me as always is Mr. TJ Smith. What up? How's it going? And our beautiful producer, Josh Olson. You know, he's doing it. <laughs> oh, wrong. Sorry, wrong album, guys. My bad. Uh, well, if you couldn't tell, if you didn't know, from my beautiful white boy rap in the beginning of this, we are covering DC Talks Free at Last this week. Man, we're... Back with another DC Talk. This is my first one. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Because DC Talk Jesus Freak was our very first very episode. first step. That's right. Came strong Definitely. out of the gate. And I don't want to go back and listen to that episode because <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I feel like it's probably really bad, but it's still our most listened to episode. <laughs> for better or for worse. Which, I know. That tracks. That tracks. I know, it does. That it's the first one. And, and it's yeah. our first episode. Like, that makes sense. But I'm glad that we're getting to revisit this band now with Josh's insights. That's really for sure. You might say it's beautiful, and with Kyle's rap flow, that's right. I got. <laughs> can you just imagine? Okay, so this is one of the things I did when I was a kid. All the time was I had this record. I had a couple. I had um, "Take Me to Your Leader" by Newsboys, and I had "Backstreet Boys," uh, self-titled. And I would sit in my room and I would like learn all these like lyrics, and I would come up with dances to them. So if you can just imagine a little like. <laughs> seven-year-old country as hell kylan rapping to love as a verb and thinking it was the coolest like this was rap to me yeah this that song was just what rap was of course for the majority of my childhood is there Um, video of any of these dance moves hell no hell no also came up with uh uh swing dance routines with my sister to cherry pop and daddy's because remember, like, swing was a big thing in the 90s? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about free at last, y'all. Yeah, we are. Yes, we are. You think this episode's going to be as big as our Jesus Freak episode? Mm. Okay, cool. Love the vote of confidence, everybody. <laughs> T- TJ seemed like he was <laughs> he was really stewing on an answer there. So I was going to let him go, you know? I was going to call it 50%. I was going to give it a strong, like... 50% listenership. I think this one will versus... be bigger than whenever we do Supernatural. I'll say that. Supernatural, That's I true. think, is my favorite, though. Is it really? I think so. I don't know if I've listened to that record. 
I think it's my favorite DC talk, but well, no, no, front to back, no, screw that. Free at last is the best DC talk record. <laughs> I'm gonna say it right here, definitively. Hey, just I'm not. No, right. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. Because <laughs> I'm. Rem- I'm remembering there are some. There are some things on this record. Oh, there are. Okay, let's go into some research. All right, research. It'll be a little shorter since we've already talked about DC talk. I just want to say that at this time in their career, DC Talk has released two albums, which have enjoyed some success within the Christian industry, but they haven't blown Wait, up Wait, this yet. wasn't their first record? No, this was their third one. I really thought this was their first record. No, they have a self-titled in 1989 that's really bad, and then <laughs> New, New Thang is in 1990. Excuse then, me, what? Oh, yeah. It's not New Thing, it's New Thang. New Thang. New Thang. New Thang. Okay. Yeah, because you know he's doing it. And this one comes out... <laughs> In 1993, so this is their third record, and this is what really like puts them on the map. Solidified their presence in CCM. Yes, exactly. Like we said, so if you don't know, DC Talk is Toby Mac, Kevin Max, and Michael Tate. But to their discography, this is their third record. It was released on November 18th, 1992, so it will be celebrating 30 years right around the time this episode releases, which is why we plan this. Keeping on our anniversary trend, you know? That's right. Love on it. On top of it. Exactly. Uh, label is Forefront Records, which was the same record label DC Talk had the whole time in their career. It was produced by Toby Mack and Mark Heimerman, who produced all their stuff from New Thing all the way to Supernatural. So they're four like most well-known records, and he's produced like Michael W. Smith, Jackie Velasquez, Stacey Orico, big mm-hmm. CCM producer. There's two songs that are credited for another guy for producing Free at Last and Lean on Me. Charts. Billboard 200, I couldn't find anything on it, but it had to have charted because this was, it charted at number one on the Billboard Christian charts, Hmm. and it stayed at number one for 34 weeks. Holy cow. Yes. That's a run, man. It is. What does DC stand for again? Decent Christian. Decent Christian. There you go. Thank you, TJ, for that. Talk. Okay, so back to our charts. So like I said, this was number one, stayed at number one on the Christian Billboard charts for 34 weeks. They performed on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno around this time. Are you serious? They were one of the first CCM artists to do so, strangely. Wow. Yeah. So it stayed at number one for 34 weeks, and it was also the top-performing Billboard album for 1992 and 1993. Wow. For two years, this was the number one Billboard christian album Hmm. it won a 1993 grammy award for best rock gospel album won a bunch of gma awards but who cares about those (laughs) uh it was certified platinum on july 14th of 1995 which means it's one million units sold in the usa songwriting credits there is jesus is just all right which was written by arthur reed reynolds in 1966 famously Mm -hmm. covered by the birds in 1969 and also <laughs> oh. I, didn't, I didn't know you were asking a question oh, yeah. no, uh, <laughs> and but who's who most famously covered this this song do y'all know jesus yeah, is like, just all right yeah yeah i don't know it's the doobie brothers oh in, yeah, right, right i didn't know that yeah mm-hmm. but toby wrote the verses in the dc talk version so i think they just used the chorus and cool and then of course lean on me was written by bill withers in 1972 okay. We'll get to it. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Finish your research. <laughs> okay. Everything else uh, was written by Toby Mac and then with like maybe a co-producer here or there. Fun teaser for part B is there is a feature on this record from an artist we have discussed 
and you can guess who that is, and we will... Five Iron Frenzy. Mm-hmm, possibly. No, uh, featured, who else have we covered? Norma Jean. Yes, little, Corey Brandon. <laughs> little 12-year-old Corey Brandon shows up on his record. Or 11-year-old Josh Scoggin. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Okay, that's super yep, exciting. So there's a little teaser there. So I think that about wraps up my research. Kylan, cool. what were you going to do? What were you well, gonna okay, so I guess as we move into what are your recollections and memories so i feel like we haven't we you know for one we haven't had an episode that's just the three of us in a long time basically since larry norman uh which you know a a little a little peek behind the pop filter oh emery uh a little peek behind the pop filter the past couple weeks you know we because we're always working on multiple episodes because we have to split up our recording over two weeks uh, we've had guests and on episodes that we've released and episodes that we're releasing soon. So even when we've done like a part A or a part B, uh, we're usually pairing that with like having a guest on or something like that. So we're usually a lot more kind of focused on talking with the guest. Being professional. We haven't <laughs> done this like... What's that? Just the three of us hanging out, you know, kind of classic old school CJN where we used to definitely like had part of it was like what is your memory of this record it just i know it hasn't been that long in terms of like if people listen to our show but for me myself i feel like it's been like six or seven weeks or something so i want to talk about like our memories of this record and the biggest thing for me is that lean on me from this record I did not realize until entirely <laughs> an embarrassingly late time in my life was a Bill Withers song and not a DC not Talk a DC original. Talk original. <laughs> same same with It's the End of the World as We Know It, the REM song that they covered. Wow. Uh, DC Talk? Yeah, they covered they covered It's did the End of the World. Did they do that on their Welcome to the Freak Show? Yes, on oh, Welcome okay. to the Freak Show. Uh, they covered It's the End of the World as We Know It by R.E.M. And then on this one, yeah, they do Lean On Me. But I love their version of Lean On Me because it's got the like late 80s hip-hop vocals on it. <laughs> and it was one of my favorite songs on the record. Nice. Did you listen to this one before or after Jesus Freak? What was your entry point? Before. So th- I, I, okay. listened to, I, started, I listened to this. I mean, this came out in 92. I think I started listening to this like regularly when I was five or six. So like 1995, uh, like shortly after it came out. Wow. Uh, This was like one of the big records of my childhood. That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy that you listened to it before Jesus Freak. Yeah, to the point where like I remember getting excited like when more DC, because this was like, yeah, this and um, this and uh, Sandy Patty and the Friendship Company were two of the big albums of my like early childhood. Sandy what and the who? Sandy Patty and the Friendship <laughs> Company with Gerber? You don't know about Sandy Patty and the Friendship Company? Apparently not. I don't know. Oh, boy. I guess, I mean, we're going to have to cover that one day, right? <laughs> I feel like we'll have to. If it was played such a big part in your development. So Sandy Patty did a record with Gerber. <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> what the that fuck is am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> to promote... Baby food? Why? No, not Gerber. Not Gerber. Gerbert. Do you guys know Gerbert making any kind of sense here? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Josh on that one. 
I thought we were talking about a baby food fo- a baby food promotion yeah, that's album. What I, that's what I no, was no, to, no, 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 no. Which okay. if it hasn't been done yet, maybe we should do it. No, guys. okay. It. Gerber, yeah. hit us up. Gerbert. <laughs> Gerbert. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Christ. he threw a T a T on it. Now it's yes. Totally okay. Different. No, literally, literally. <laughs> but, but okay, hold on. I'm gonna Gerbert. Was a I thought this <gasps> no I thought this oh, part yes, A was gonna yes, be okay yes, yes, yes all right yes Gerbert yeah of course I had the books okay it was like Gerbert Gerbert was a a Christian oh, children's yeah. television program I guess I from 1988 to 1990 yeah yeah lived very short lived you know Gerbert <laughs> no I did not Gerbert totally was before your time show. Josh. It was. Uh, I totally watched. He was off air before I was born. Yeah, it ended <laughs> December twenty fifth on Christmas, nineteen ninety one. Oh, That's a sad, a sad Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Sad Christmas for Gerbert. That should be the title of this episode. <laughs> sad, sad Christmas for Gerbert. Sad Christmas for Gerbert. Okay, so Sandy Patty did a record called The Friendship Company with Gerbert. <laughs> Five years after it aired, or oh, around no, in nineteen ninety one. Okay. So maybe I do know some stuff. It's called from The Friendship album. Company. So, okay. I just want to say really quickly, with that context, <laughs> Kylan, I can understand why hearing DC talk was rap to you. I can understand why you would well, think I could I wasn't allowed to listen to any other was a right, DC yeah, talk yeah. original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand why you would witness this and start, <laughs> you know, coming up with some real cool white boy dance moves. Yeah. As a 7-year-old and that's and unfortunately, like a also experience of rock and roll for you. It all loving, makes sense, though. Yeah, right. I was very, very, very sheltered early on in my life. Uh, okay, so that was that was the classic Gerbert digression. Um, <laughs> check check the bingo card for Kylan gets tangential. No, 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 no. It it's a free space if I talk about Gerbert. <laughs> oh, okay. We're going to put Gerbert on the CJ and Bingo. This is the one time anyone ever gets to check it off. <laughs> They've been waiting for, anybody for this that episode. Skips this episode, they're just like, what's the Gerbert spot? What's Gerbert? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I remember that show. Now that you showed me the picture. Yeah, yeah. Like, the little like dough ball face. We'll, yeah. we'll post a picture on social media for everybody. It's kind of the stuff of nightmares. It is. Yeah. So That's Gerbert bizarre. was in that weird like bridge period between like Davy and Goliath and Veggie Tales. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you had a lot of children's programming in the 70s and 80s um, that like the stop motion or like claymation kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you had leading into like Adventures in Odyssey and Veggie Tales. But like Gerbert was like a weird sort of like vestigial <laughs> like thing <laughs> that existed. For three whole seasons. <laughs> Sandy Patty did a record with him. Okay, so what do you guys, what's your recollection of Free at Last? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it was the same. It was it was Sandy Patty's, what was it, Friendship Family? <laughs> friendship Company, dude. Sorry. We're going to cover that. That's what we're going to cover. Free at Last, just for my birthday. Both of those albums, just back to back. No, I didn't listen to this album. Um, like, I know tracks from it, obviously. I know the the DC Talk Jesus is Just Alright version very well. I know Love is a Verb. I know Free at Last. I know they're Lean on Me. Oh my God, this has two honks and a Negro. It certainly does. (laughs) Maybe a couple other songs. But other than that, like, I didn't listen to this album. I... Okay, wow. I don't even think... I You know, it was like the the tracks that stood out maybe from this album that, that... 
got on to compilation records. Yeah, like I intermission. Was, there were definitely a, a bunch on here from intermission. Yeah, definitely intermission and anything else that was like around the time compiling CCM tracks. Like I, I'd probably know it more from any of these tracks. I would know more from that kind of thing than from gotcha. listening to the album. I got mm. essentially nothing. Words come easy but don't mean much. The words are saying you can't put trust in. That's what I should have said. Love in a different light. The words Look, come easy, but don't right. mean much. Boom. That, that scoop. So good. Uh-huh. Scoop. Yep. Okay, so for me... <laughs> okay, Jesus, Jesus... I'm sorry, I'm my, off the rails no, this no, episode. You're, yeah, you're loving it. Gerber unlocked something in you that... Gerber is, did. <laughs> for better or for worse. For better or for... Ger... Ger... For worse. Never mind. For gers. Ger... Worse. Wow. Ger- this, you can definitely tell it's our first episode, just us in a while. I know. It, I miss it. I miss just like hanging out with my friends. <laughs> so good. We have to like be professional. I like know. we had to be relatively professional as of late. And it's fun to just kind of like fuck around. It is. Spin the wheels, man. Okay, so I didn't get into this album until later. Cause like I listened to Jesus Freak when I was a kid. And then I remember my parents got intermission and I listened to that a ton. I don't think I listened to this record until like after intermission, after DC talk broke up and stuff like that. And then I like asked my dad or like, he just like was like, Oh, here's like the other DC talk albums that I have had this whole time that you never asked for, I guess. (laughs) And so I didn't start listening to this. I was probably like, I'm going to say fourth, fifth or sixth grade is probably Mm. when the time I was getting into it. So I was like, Definitely older than when I was like seven and listening to Jesus Freak or something like that. I don't have like super core memories of it, but I did listen to this record a lot. I mean, behind Jesus Freak, it's the most listened to DC talk record for me. Interesting. That's cool. So you didn't come up with any dances to any of the songs? (laughs) (laughs) I'm revealing a lot about myself, I feel like, this episode. So this this record also has, um, oh my God, what's the song? The the second track on this record. So I have not listened to this record. It, it's turning 30. Turning 30. I don't think I've listened to this record in 20 years. <laughs> wow. Um, but I do remember, I remember uh, their Lean On Me. I remember mm. their Jesus Is Just All Right. I remember Two Honks and a Negro, which we will get to in part B. I don't remember it enough to have... Very it's a short th- song thoughts. though. It's, it's like real short, right? It's like it's almost like the interlude kind of thing. Jesus freak, yeah, like an interlude kind of thing. And the the second track is something is it that kind I, of girl. I remember that. I remember listening to that and being. I don't remember what it is. It a negative song? Is it a negative <laughs> song? Is there about a girl? Is there a girl in the rain referenced in that? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, I'm excited to cover no it. I'm more excited for that than one of the other songs that's later on the record. Yeah. So yeah, I don't remember. remember so don't 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 spoil don't it. it for me. All right, all right. <laughs> then you are in for a treat. Okay. When you get to deep into the record. Uh, that leads us to I think it's gonna be a Stone Cold Bop, baby. Oh no, <laughs> we're falling into. <laughs> all right, all right. Tell us why, Kylan. Okay, because this, like I said, was my definition of rap music. This was like in my brain, in my like child brain, this was like 
Sandy Patty and the Friendship Company was like the epitome of children's entertainment, right? Totally. Amy Grant was like the epitome of like a female vocalist. And DC Talks Free at Last was the epitome of hip hop. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't know. I, I, I think it's, I mean, there's a reason it went platinum, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if, you know, so. And this is the one that put DC Talk on the map. That's right. Put that decent Christian talk in everybody's ear. So you're going with a, you're going with a bop. I'm going with a, I'm going with a, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say a hard bop. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say a bop, a bop. I've got some stats for you, Kylan. Some stats. Did you know this record is 17 tracks at 54 minutes and nine seconds long? Fuck. <laughs> Josh, I love that you teed him up for that. I, I delight oh, in no. your showmanship in this moment. Oh, no. Thank you That's so much. That's too long. Okay. That's I too really long. enjoyed just witnessing that. <laughs> Thank you, His TJ. face just falling. I did it just for you. Thank you. Oh, no. Okay. All right. All right. So I was so confident. I forgot because here's that was on me because I forgot to ask. Yes. Because I ask every time. You do. You're usually really good about it. How long is the record? You're feeling too good. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're riding that. How'd you go? You're riding that Sandy Patty train family friendship caravan. Some more specifics. Okay. So we have, because obviously it's like in like classic, like kind of like hip hop rap record, you have. Lots of like lots of little lots of tracks, little tracks, short tracks, and interludes and stuff like right. that. So there are five skits and one reprise. So when you shave those down, it's eleven <laughs> full length songs. So typical album length. It's but, but 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 the shortest full length song is four minutes and two seconds. There's nothing two or three minutes on this record. <laughs> Everything is four and five minutes. <laughs> I, I think you up. called it a stone cold bop earlier. <laughs> I messed up. I messed up. Oh, I quit. <laughs> I can't wait for when we get to the end of part B and you're like, no, guys, I was right. I kind of uh, want that for you. I, want I might. It, Dude, I want I it might. to be like a redemption story where you like were high. Okay, okay. Got low, All right, but this is interesting because y'all did this for Jesus Freak where you're like, it's going to be a bop. And then you listen to it, you're like, whoa, flop. So yeah, with that true. experience, already happened you're feeling better about this record than jesus freak than their biggest record yes yeah because it was so impactful for him like he told us it was i also just yeah i don't know i mean from what i remember like i feel like those nostalgia vibes are gonna show up i think but like also if i'm trying to like gather as much mental energy as i can to like think about this objectively based on what i do remember production wise so jesus freak like really leaned into a lot of like very at the time like high quality i guess like studio kind of sounds right and i remember this being a lot more sort of like gritty diy like late 80s early 90s hip-hop Kind of like more like kind of sampled stuff. Like they probably didn't have the budget for exactly. Like I think it's going to be a little more indie, a little more scrappy. Uh, yeah, a little rougher, Mm -hmm. and a little bit more of that initial sort of hip hop ethos. Yeah. So I think for that and for that alone, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still gonna bop it, man. All right, still gonna bop it. Stats aside, still a bop. Stats aside, I think it's still gonna be a bop. 
Or Perfect. I'm probably going to come up with an EP that's going to be... About two EPs. <laughs> Bob. Who's next? Well, I'll say I think I can pretty confidently say that it would be... I can't do it. I was going to try to come up with some clever uh, pun for like an EP bop. Because um, I've been thinking every time you do that, you like come up with an EP that would be a bop. I, I, I've i been trying to coin a, a try, phrase. Oh, for, yeah. A word for that. E, e, yeah, that, that's harder than you would think. Yeah, yeah. But to your point about an EP bopping, I think that's where I'm going to land. I think the album's going to flop for me, but I think the EP... That I would be able I think to there's going to be some like from some the bop, kernels from in the there. Album would be a gonna... bop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that. That totally makes sense to me. Because like, I mean, their version of Jesus is just all right. Is awesome. Love is a verb is a blast. I mean, with 17 tracks, there's definitely a lot of fat on the record that a- and that, some gold that could that be you can, like trimmed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, trim but... the fat, keep the gold, and it would make a great EP. So that's yeah. that's my that's my take at the moment. Nice. All right. So, Josh, are you down with the DC talk? Uh, Down with the DC talk. (laughs) Talk. Well, after the Jesus Freak episode, I learned a lesson the hard way, (laughs) if you will. And I think this album is going to flop. Without Jesus Freak, I would have been like, this probably would be a bop. But I think we learned a valuable lesson from the Jesus Freak episode. Now, I will say... From the very first episode? Yes, from the very first one. (laughs) I do think this one will hold up better than Jesus Freak. So I think I'll still flop it, but I do think I'll like, and it's weird. Like it's like, there's like a balance here. Cause like at the same time you do have like Toby Mac just really leaning into the white boy rap of like Christian white boy rap of like the nineties. But at the same time, I feel like this record is like maybe the most like true DC talk record. So like, Maybe it's because they hadn't hit it big yet. They were just having like lots of fun and like so. I don't know. I feel like this one doesn't have as many like hits as Jesus Freak, but I think it will probably hold up a little bit better than Jesus Freak. Okay. Right. So I'm still gonna say flop, but I think it'll be better than Jesus Freak and still All like right. mostly enjoyable. I like Sweet. It. Okay. All right. So right there on that seems line. like a fair assessment. Yeah, I think so. You guys are probably right, but you know, I'm a. I love to my you opinion. going in, being yeah. very optimistic. I respect that, man. You, you got you guys always love it when I go in confidently. <laughs> I do, <laughs> and there's something to be said about our fr- like, you know, for better or for worse, you you guys will follow me into the dark. I'm gonna watch you, Leroy <laughs> Jenkins, run into that, and we're just gonna be like, you know what? We'll go in after you and support you for yep. real. Because we got to see how it ends. So I was thinking like, okay, there's three of us. There's three people in DC Talk. Mm. Which of us would be each of the members? Mm. And you can have your own answer for whatever. Oh, I got like, it. Could, I got it. It's you got so it? easy. Okay. It's, it's a so very easy. specific yeah, yeah. parlor game, Josh. You, yeah, but you could pick, you could go on any different like criteria. Yeah. What do you got, okay. Kylan? So, so TJ's Kevin Max because he's like the mystic. <laughs> uh he you know that that's been sort of kevin max's trajectory uh um i'll take it i would say i'm probably toby mac because i have a lot more confidence than i've maybe necessarily earned <laughs> <laughs> and josh is the michael tate because you can move over to newsboys you can be in dc talk you're really solid you're like super solid Just and you're like talent. you're there yes exactly and you're there to like 
get the shit done. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. Oh, man. TJ, I have my answers already. So I can go, or if, if you want to still formulate, or if you got something, TJ. Honestly, I I have no clue. I can't follow what Kylan just delivered to us. That was that was amazing. <laughs> that was but I but I would love to hear your thoughts, Josh. What okay, I said the exact same thing but for a little <laughs> bit different reasons. Okay, okay. So I f- I feel like because I was kind of focusing on like solo career paths. And oh, like, okay, yeah. I feel like Kylan, you're the Toby Mac that you just like hit the ground running and just boom, like you're doing your own thing and so you're the albums. one keeping us from reuniting. TJ and I are like, Kylan, when are you going to come back? And you're just like, I'm running on my sheer talent, guys. See ya. You guys were holding me back. I'm so successful. Do this. Oh Look at me God. go. It's so funny. And TJ's Kevin Max, who's like going to be having like a successful solo, like cult solo career and like be really avant-garde with like the music you're creating. And mm. yes, definitely into the mysticism side of things. But mm. like, you're the guy that's like definitely weaving your own path and like, going down like this really cool way like of uh, artistic path that you would do i'm the guy that's just gonna cash and enjoy newsboys right away <laughs> i'm like uh, i don't know what to do without these guys just i'll i'll, I'll join newsboys yeah i'm, I'm just, just here for the paycheck that's man so funny. yeah <laughs> oh that's so funny well you there you have it i do i do okay we need to set this up as a poll for listeners of which DC talk character, not characters, uh, because they're real actual people that live in the world. Which Gerbert uh, character? Which Gerbert? Oh, yeah. So I'm Gerbert. Uh, Josh is Sandy Patty. I don't know, man. It's uh, a train. So it's a train, right? <laughs> the train. The family, the family friendship train. The friendship company, man. That's so funny. That's so good. Okay. So I think that's it for our part A. We're going to take a break, and when we get back, we will see if we are d- d- down with the DC Talk. Free at last. As we deep dive into Free at Last by DC Talk. Are you down with the Patreon? A put, 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 Patreon. I like what a job. Pulling out my big fat wallet, because when I need a podcast to listen to, I sponsor it. on it. If you enjoyed this so far <laughs> if this wasn't immediately a turnoff for you <laughs> and why wouldn't it be we have a patreon patreon.com slash church jams now podcast where you can listen to all of these episodes without this annoying interstitial uh where we talk to you about our patreon but wait are so people it might supposed be to like it. the interstitial or not like it i don't know but <laughs> there might be someone that is willing to pay at starting at $2 a month, you can get the episodes uh, early and without any ads. And we do lots of bonus content. Uh, guys, what are, what are some of the Patreon bonus episodes that we've done so far? I mean, we did like a favorite albums of 2022. That was a lot of fun. That's right. We had our first episode of Secular Jams Now, where we talk about a non-church jam album. That was really fun. That's very true. Along with our, uh, my favorite is our origin stories, where we all sort of one-on-one like interview each other. Mm-hmm. And you can learn a little bit more about us, you know? So we're not just a bunch of randos on the internet talking about these albums. You get a little more context. So join us over at patreon.com slash church jams now podcasts for all of that and more our tiers start at just two dollars a month for 
less than the price of a Spotify subscription. I don't know what the what's what's the modern day equivalent <laughs> a of lot less. less than a cup of coffee. A pack of gum. It is less than a cup of coffee. Box of cookies. But it's two dollars a month. That's way mm-hmm. less. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're only chewing one pack of gum a month, then like <laughs> this is a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> but in all sincerity, if you support us, it helps, you know. It does. It helps. It helps take care of expenses. That's or true. Zoom subscription. And also it means a lot, you know? Yeah. Join us over there. It'll be rad. And you'll be down with the Patreon. Down with the Patreon. Soap's on a rope, cause it ain't worth hoping. What? Anyway, what? back to this nonsense. All right. <laughs> Okay, welcome back to Church Jams Now. Are you down with the DC talk? D- d- down with the DC talk. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, guys, am I very excited. If you cannot tell, we had to uh, we had to push this this one back a week. And so I've just been flipping jamming out to some DC talk for some extra time. I ain't over mad about it. And over and over. <laughs> Uh, we'll see where we all land by the end of this. <laughs> but yeah, does anyone have any general thoughts before we jump right in? I do have some breaking news coming in here. <laughs> Thanks for that, TJ. I'm here down on the streets today reporting on some, a little bit of research oversight that I missed in part A because it wasn't a full research. <laughs> but I found something interesting. Did you know Toby Mac's real name is... Kevin Michael McKeon. So his first and middle names are the names of both of his future bandmates. Oh, weird. What? what? Yes. <laughs> what? Yes. Kevin Michael McKeon. It's almost like Voltron. Like, right. They all form him. He's like, yes. the, he's the super bot. He's the conglomerate DC talk. <laughs> That's so, wild. Yeah. I knew, like, the obviously mega. McKeon was his last name, but I didn't know his. First name was Kevin and middle name is Michael. So that comes up at a, I have a little point for that later, but I was like, whoa, that's I had no idea. That's so, super interesting. That's all I got. But how, how, how must that make Kevin and Michael feel like, hey, you guys are just a third of me. Deal with it. Well, it's like the Trinity. Maybe he specifically sought them out so that he could just <laughs> yeah. be like, when people refer to Kevin, he can like, <laughs> like take that like, compliment. Right, Kevin, I love they, that part. Thanks. Like they met at college, oh. right? So I imagine maybe Toby, like in the student union, put up a board, like mixers. put up a flyer, was like, "Hey, looking to form hip hop group, must be named Kevin or Michael." Or he, he just only called the people going back around or Kevin and Michael. Like, hey, is your name Kevin? Hey, hey, are you Michael? Oh, I can sorry, see, I can see, I can see Toby Mac doing that. <laughs> okay, guys, let's just freaking do it, man. Track let's dive number in. one on free at last. Love, L-U-V, is a verb. I feel like we don't even have to listen to it because Kylan recited most of the song in part A. <laughs> he sure did. That's I felt true. like I was there when they were recording it. Down with the DC talk. Uh, d- d- down with the DC talk. Did y'all know that sample at the beginning is from a Looney Tunes episode? Okay. I, I did not. Take this mug for a ride. I did not, but there's a lot of Looney Tunes in this record. So much. <laughs> really? There's a lot of everything. Which 
it, it hit me about halfway through the my last listen. Like, no wonder I loved this record as a kid. Right. There's lots right of fun alley. little sounds and like weird little samples and stuff. I, yeah. yeah, I thought the production was really good. Like, they mix all so that in good. there. Like, it's done really well. Mm-hmm. It's very that clean. was my biggest note. I said this production is so over the top and so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet, sweet bass right off the bat. Mm-hmm. The horns are on point. They the are. harmonies, the drums, the organ. It's really gospel inspired. It's so good. Perfect 10 out of 10. No notes. This is a perfect song. This is wow. literally a perfect song. Wow. You didn't feel it was too long even, Kylan? Hell no. It could have been 12 minutes longer. <laughs> TJ, I kind of got that a little bit because like towards okay. the end, they just keep getting like, just repeat the choruses. Yep. And the first time it's I listened vampy. to it, I was like, okay, guys, we've heard this chorus so many times. But the more and more I listened to it, I noticed that like they were doing a good job of adding new stuff every time. So yeah. they kind of differentiate. They did add, they add new stuff. Yeah. And right. like probably my third or fourth listen, I wasn't minding it as much because I was like, okay, I was just focusing on the new stuff and I it was it was okay. Yeah, right. well the the production is like it's like Prince production. Mm. Like it's so dense and layered. Yep. Like, you could listen and find something. It, it's like an episode of Arrested Development. Like, yes. every time you listen to it, Two you could find references. something new. Right. You know what I mean? It's got like, a great, like, re-listen value. It really does, man. It's yeah. so dense, so layered. There's so many weird little interesting things going on in yeah. it. I was very impressed with the production of this whole record. Yeah. And it's yeah. showcasing this song as well. For sure. Did y'all, did y'all also feel like the spacey Eurohouse break was like... The song you'd hear at the end of a like '90s heist movie, for sure. Yes, you know, yes, but not in a bad way. Like it was cool. I was, I was no, like, "This is weird," but is the best. Well, this is all very Kylan because there's so much going on in this song. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. I did write. Okay, now I did write on a later song. It's like, oh no, I realized this album is like my Rosetta Stone. Like, if you <laughs> want to understand. <laughs> <laughs> Me as a person, so much of it can be traced back to this record. <laughs> it's so good. Those harmonies, man. Those harmonies are They're so tight. Good. And those horns, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big horns in music guy, but they were perfect on this. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, for sure. Also, there's a lot of James Brown samples across this record. Yes. But this one, right out of the gate, like, I was like, Oh, I didn't know any time hearing this song before that that's what that was. But yeah. I like, you know, was was perusing the genius lyrics thing and was like, man, it, this album is rich with with all kinds of really interesting samples. And that yes, one, the samples are great. Drummer song samples are super good. The only other thing I have on this, I really love like the little Toby they have at the end. It's like mm. the perfect like segue. It made yeah. me get a little head, but like. Just little stuff like that, just like thrown in there, makes it super interesting to listen to because there's always like something new happening. You have that wee wee. Oh, I love that. Like, in the, that like, like, the, like alarm the, synth the kind of sound, Kill Bill kind of thing. Like yeah, yeah. So I've good. got a question for y'all about some lyrics on this one. Okay. Uh, how do we feel about the line "thinking of a way to explain no"? 
because you're knowing that I'm flowing. I'm flowing like a bottle, like a bottle of Drano. Drano. Simple and plain. L-O-V-E and all that junk that you all see right, on right, TV. Right. Soaps okay, on a okay. rope because it it's so good. Perfect lyrics. Sorry, I, I, just, I stopped you because I know you could sing the whole song. <laughs> I'll excuse it because it's like so ridiculous that it, it knows it's ridiculous. You think it works because it's self-aware. I think it, yes. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I think it's funny and it's good. A little self-aware. Okay. It feels Island. very much like hip hop of the time. Like they talk about, I think, like uh, on this record, they reference like Sugar Hill Gang. Okay. And it's very like that. Like yes, late 80s hip hop, where it's just like, it doesn't completely have to make sense as long as it rhymes. That's kind of part of the genre. It's part just of the part style of the thing. Of yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I'm here for That's it. That's helpful. Because it sticks out to me every time I hear it, and I'm just like, man, that's Looking bad. Looking for a but way like, to explain it. Oh, it's kind of, it's so like good, bad. Do you like <laughs> chuckle when you hear it? Like, Absolutely, I Okay, do. I think yeah. that's the intended effect. I think so. Yeah, this was helpful. Thanks for helping me process that. So good. All right, guys, let's move on to track number two because we got a lot of tracks to cover. Uh, that kind of girl. The other night I met a girl and she looked to be so nice. nice. I asked her for the digits and she didn't think twice. twice. A couple of days later, called her up and asked her out. She said, with you, I said, with me. And then she said, without a doubt. So, I took her to the garden where I guess they grow the olives. She wore a tighter skirt than any I had seen in college. What? She said, I love to smoke and drink while cursing like a sailor. I asked her where she got her mouth and if she had a tailor. Finally, I went This to song the is ridiculous. <laughs> Does this feel like cake to y'all? Oh, a oh, little bit. Wow, okay. That was the first I love I that. Yeah, I did not think of that. I wrote It Feels Very uh, New Kids on the Block. Also that. It's like if they wrote a song together. I'm here for that. New Cake on the Block. New Cake on the Block. block. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's really good. I'm going to use that. (laughs) Yeah, that's very good. Okay, I'm already just, I'm just so tickled with this whole album that, I mean, you guys, I'm like, I'm right on the verge. You guys say anything that's mildly amusing, and it's going to be the funniest (laughs) thing I've heard all day. That's Um, and that's a really good feeling to make Kylan laugh that much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this has more sweet, sweet bass. There's so it much does. sweet, sweet bass on this record. I like the record scratches. They're fun. Guys, this song is good. This is a good song. It is good. Okay, <laughs> I wrote, though, there's a few songs on this record that have the kind of Larry Norman thing that I was talking about, where, like, I don't... <laughs> love the message. Hate the message, Same. love the vibe. But I love the vibe. Yeah. I love the vibe of this. On this album of that. The Larry Norman effect. Yes, the, it is the patented Larry Norman effect. Yes. Yeah, this felt like super like early boy band kind of stuff. Yep. Yes. But with like the goofiest lyrics. And I don't know if they're intentionally goofy or just goofy, but I did make some lyrical notes. Let's hear them. What do you have? Well... Less notes and more I just transcribed because I thought they were funny. The garden where we, we went to, to the garden where thank you. The garden where I guess they grow the olives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of the funniest lines I've ever heard in a song. <laughs> yeah. I end up with a net neutral, like a net zero, because I'm just like, that's hilarious and like I think it's not as fun. Like it's it doesn't deserve to be that clever. I have to think you that know it, was what I mean? like, it was better experiencing that in 1992, though, because Olive oh, Garden absolutely. is like, as a right. thing, though, you're just like, yeah, oh, yeah. Olive Garden, whatever. But in 1992, I bet that was super funny. Yeah. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> It'd be like, like the hut where they make the pizza. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what he did there. <laughs> I also love the line, she said, I am an apple. Would you care to take a bite? 
I used that line on, on my wife. Mm. How'd that work out for you? It wasn't super successful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she said, I'm not that kind of girl. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Uh, I also like a girl who fears the Lord ain't playing. Like, this is so ridiculous. And no wonder I, like, loved this as a kid. You know what I mean? Like, this like... Yeah, I could see you in the garage doing like some, like making your own choreography to this song. For sure. You use my little skateboard or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, you're grooving. Uh, Kevin's voice really came through in the second it's hook. It's really good, yeah. I I love, they use his voice perfectly in this early, de- like Truly. they do such a good job. I feel like of, he doesn't like, get enough attention though. Well, He's like the one that I forget is there the most. I know, but then when he comes in, you're like, Holy shit! Yeah, what? Like, saving him who is for this it. guy? Yeah. Because yep. like he's got, I think he, I think he's got the best voice of all of them. But I could see how his voice could, it could easily become oversaturated. And I, I think just those like those little hits are just like, oh man, that's like, ooh, it's like it's like truffles, man. Like you know, if you want truffles on your food, like you just get like little sprinkle every now and then and it's so much flavor and it's so powerful and you just like love it but you don't want to eat a meal of truffles you know what i mean true or maybe you do you know i don't know kevin please come on the podcast and tell us how you (laughs) feel about truffles specifically exactly okay lyrically the one thing that i wanted to talk about is that like toby clearly needs to like talk to these women more before then he asks them out like because if he finds out all these red flags on their first date like if she's like i love to smoke a drink while cursing like a sailor if you were to talk to her for five more minutes you probably would have found that out before you asked for her number so maybe do That's that a little true. bit more it's before like, yeah, you drop yeah, 30 bucks on a date for yeah a like where did they meet and then my yeah. salty response back to toby is like maybe she's an incredible person man if you like, yeah, just it is a little judgy. It is, it is, it is, it's a little very, elitist. Like, I get what they're saying, I understand, yeah, but it's like, it's, the, the, it's the Larry Norman, it's the other Larry Norman effect of right. the like that, that sort of era of like Christianity, the kind of holier than thou, like, right, like, I don't think in they're the world, trying but to not be, of it, right? But yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, accidentally, it's a cultural thing, unconsciously, like, it's like, oh, what if that describes me? And I'm listening to this song and I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm not worth anybody's time. I decided to smoke cigarettes. Forget me. Guess no one's taking me out to Olive Garden. But also, yeah, a girl that loves Olive Garden and <laughs> smoking and drinking and cussing like a sailor. Does that sound just right, Kyle? Just right. I mean, Is that I, your I'm, kind I'm, of girl. I'm, I'm describing my wife. <laughs> Shout out to Kylan's wife. Um, this song is too long. Okay, thank you. I have the perfect remedy <laughs> for it, though. What is it? Because I think the bridge is completely unneeded on this. Yeah. I think you cut, you slap the last chorus on around 2.30, and you're, we're out of here around three minutes. Like I love that. So I'd cut 2.25 to 3.11, and then okay. that would puts us sitting pretty right, uh, right around three and a half minutes. That's you beautiful. You cut out the bridge, you cut out like a chorus or two, and then boom, it's nice and fresh, three Josh, and a half minutes, boom. I think we have a new name for you. Beautiful. I think you're the song surgeon, buddy. Song surgeon. You were the song sommelier, and now you're the song surgeon. Just add it to the list. So much. Put that on your email signature. (laughs) And I'm the asshole that went to high school with Sydney. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Uh, Sweet. Do we have anything else about that kind of girl? 
I have two things I want to okay. say. Uh, like the little stuff that we talked about, like the production things that they mm-hmm. added in there. Mm-hmm. The one thing in the background where it's like, uh, here they're talking about like gonna fulfill her needs, and then Toby's like gonna fill her needs. Like, <laughs> there's no way they weren't just like cracking up at that. Like, come on, that's gonna be like you won't put that on the record. Come on, <laughs> yeah. like, that had to be a joke. Just like in the way he delivers it too is. <laughs> So funny. Somehow I got through the process. Uh, oh, it's in there, yeah. But then, and then I do like the the thing that they, the little fun stuff they have at like 401 where it's like, hey, the girl we ain't playing. Like the little stuff like that, like as the choruses get super repetitive, they like throw that in there to kind of like bring you right. out. Like, oh, there's something mm-hmm. new. The choruses, it's a little too long, but they do a lot of fun stuff in there to make it enjoyable. Yeah, well, that's what I kind of found with a lot of the production on this record. Everything could be trimmed down a little bit, but if it wasn't going to be trimmed down, like they did a good job of adding more Bells weird and little stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Well, cool. Let's move on to track number three, the first sketch of the record, Greer. I'm Joey E. This is um, this is Greer. Uh, hey, let me tell you something. I just heard the new Free at Last record by DC Talk. Hey, guess what, man? I think they sampled some stuff, but don't say anything. I heard some stuff on some of my old records that I think they picked. They may get in trouble. Bye. I love how nasally the voice is. Yeah. I'm really hoping you guys have information on Greer because I tried to do some research and I couldn't find anything on who that was. Like, I looked up to see if he was like. A member of the Doobie Brothers or something like, or because it comes right before Jesus is just all right. Like I tried to look up to see who Greer was. I could not find it. Overall, I just I liked the sketch. I thought it was fun. Uh, I thought it came at a good point in the record. It felt like a good intro to the next song. Uh, beyond that, I don't have many thoughts. I agree with all that. Yeah, I didn't do any research into. I couldn't who it figure was. out who he was. I have no clue. So I'm I, really hoping that that one of our one of our ever vigilant listeners, yes, can, listeners, get at us. Let us can know. Let us know. Call in. Leave us a voicemail. Yes, yes, we do have a voicemail line. That that actually is a good. Uh, That's a good plug. Yes, exactly. Um, check it out in the episode description. We have a Google number. Go ahead and leave a voicemail, and maybe we'll play it on the show, or maybe we'll just listen to it and appreciate the feedback i don't know but if, <laughs> if if there's something that we missed or don't know that is glaringly obvious to you that you are sitting in your car listening to church jams now only about this song screaming. though only about <laughs> that's the only song you can tell us about everything else just gets deleted it's off limits um, yeah but better to call and yell at a phone line rather than to just like yell at the episode that you're listening to that's true because it'll 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 accomplish something hopefully yeah hopefully Hopefully. It'll at least make us feel bad. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Track number four, Jesus is Just All Right. so good it's so good i forgot how much of the words that i knew 
on this whole record. Oh yeah, I was listening through. It's been like twenty years since I listened. I knew to this a lot record. of these lines too. This one was a surprise for me. I was like, I this production, know. this like Euro trash house production, mm-hmm. so good. This was the one that I was like, oh yeah, this was my Rosetta Stone. Like this was like <laughs> all of my musical interests. Like makes so much more sense. Which is interesting mm-hmm. because the song itself is by the Art Reynolds singers, then covered by the Birds, then right. covered by the Doobie Brothers, then covered by DC Talk. Like it has so many layers of like I know song tradition behind it. But this has this has the most Jack is whack. Tension. I believe, I believe that I failed, failed to, to mention, mention that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew like all of this rap. Keep my beat this up, is Nova. like super boy band vibes. And what's Absolutely. wild was like the biggest connection that, that I drew to it was it reminded me of Backstreet Boys. This was a full year Definitely. before Backstreet Boys were even formed. Yeah. This was their Rosetta um, Stone, maybe. Maybe, mm-hmm. dude. Some big exec in the secular world was like, you know what? They're onto something. Let's let's rip this off. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's so good, dude. That yeah, guitar is so, so rad. The guitar is great. It's really good. Which they kind of like tease like an electric guitar in the bridge of that kind of girl. But other than right. that, I feel like this is the most, I don't know like the on the first two records, but to my knowledge, this is like the first prominent use of like DC Talk using that guitar, which obviously would then go on to be a big thing for the rest of their career of like right. having that heavy, real affected, distorted guitar. It's so good. That guitar is just ripping, dude. Yeah, it is. But then you also, like, it goes into some weird, like, clean, like, funk chords. Mm-hmm. Like, going along with that, like, the delayed piano, that super just, like, house piano. Also, I love the, like, decayed delay that they do on, oh, right, 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 right. Like, I think that was the first time that I can remember hearing a song that did that, that I thought, like, oh, how did, they, like, how did they do that, you know? And it actually had right. me thinking about the how, how, how do they do that? How, how, is that, how, is that how what you were saying? Yep. Nice. Okay. I was d- d- down with the DC. Decay. Yep, for sure. Okay, here's my thing. Let me know what y'all think about this. My kind of one beef with this song is that it's really just like it starts at 10 and it stays at 10 kind of the whole time. It doesn't have really many dynamic changes. like, And I feel like that can make it a little bit like make it a little tiring to listen to after a while because you're like, nope. I'm just at 10 the whole time. Nope. You're wrong. <laughs> Kyle just totally disagrees. It's just 10, <laughs> okay. baby. I'll right. say live it. it. Let's say live it. at 10. Josh, I hear, Let's go I hear up to 11. I think the fact where they kind of drop down and they do that that like phasey filter and they go to like just four on the floor kind of thing without the snare for a, for a section, for like a small section. It's quick though. It's that quick. helped kind of give me a breath. Okay. And then they go right back into it. But I but I also agree and 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 kind of felt the same thing. Like I was a little bit like exhausted by the end of the song. Yeah. I'm a little conflicted because like my notes on one pass, I said, this is the first one where the length feels justified. But then I was also like, but it also kind of feels a little tiring later in the song. So yeah. I'm kind of torn on it, but yep. Yep. I, could be, with I could be swayed either way, I guess. Well, you should be swayed towards the side of this is one of the greatest songs to exist. <laughs> it is. So they, they have been in interviews talking about how this song is their one of their most popular they play it live all the time i think it might have been even oh yeah it won a dove award 
I looked that up. Nice. And they played it on Leno. How crazy yes. is that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I watched DC that. I watched that performance. You I did? Think, yeah. It's on YouTube. Wow. Well, I just love to that it's so the opposite of what like the content of 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 the song is saying, but production wise, this song totally fits within a very specific sort of like queer dance culture of like the late 90s in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, you think like Amsterdam or like South Beach or like like you go to mm-hmm. the club and this is like the kind of song that you would hear. Except for there's like, a version that's 25 minutes long. Yes. If there is a version that's 25 minutes long, I will listen to that <laughs> every it. day of my life. <laughs> that the, okay, my my last note was the organ was so good. The organ was better great than the guitar. On this I agree. Song. And the guitar was great. I'm here. I, I'm guessing it, it it sounded like a Hammond B3, but it was just every everyone. It, you're right, Josh. It starts on ten, but it's because everyone's playing at ten, and <laughs> they're fucking here for it, and I'm fucking here for it, and I just want to dance my ass off to this song every time I hear it. Kylan is just all right. <laughs> Woo! You're all right, man. You're all right. Yeah. We'll see if I flop or bop this album. Strong start. We're off to a very strong start. That is the start. premise of our show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Good. Track number five, Say the Words. This one got remixed on intermission, and I was more familiar with that version than this That's version. That's exactly what I thought the first time I went to listen through to this album. I was like, I know this song, but not this version of this song. Exactly. And I figured that out. So I'll just go ahead and say up front, I prefer the intermission remix. I like this really? version. I think I, I prefer this but version. But I land with the intermission remix. I think, I think I like this version if it was a little shorter. Yeah, it is I, very, very, very long. Yes. I can't remember how long the the intermission version is. And and I said I think it's I think it's shorter cuz I, I looked it's at faster. it. It's probably sped up a little bit. And I think that's why I like it more. But and that's the thing for me, I really like long songs, but like a 5-minute hip hop song feels a lot longer than like a 5-minute rock song. Yeah. Right. What's the track time on this song? This one's 5 minutes exactly. Yeah, say the words now, which is the intermission remix, is four minutes and forty-two seconds. Oh, that's basically which I would the same say thing. It's still too long, but I think it was faster, and I think that's why it maybe felt shorter. Like overall, I think it had more energy to it. I love the guitar on this song too. This felt very Prince to me. Mm. Now that you say that, that's a great comparison. I bet they were drawing from him a lot for this. For sure, I think the song. Style is very U2. Interesting. Hmm. In what ways? This kind of like repetitive chorus and then the vampy, I want to, like oh, the, the kind yeah. of like mid-range yeah, vocal, yeah. repetitive kind of buildy vampy thing, but it's very ethereal. It's got a lot of like space in it, but then there's a lot of emotion too in that high vocal coming in at the end of each refrain. It just feels like something Bono would do. This felt like the perfect come down from Jesus is just all right. 
Because that, that's like at a 10, it's like, all right, I'm going to go down to like a 6. It's like, maybe I'll go get like a vodka soda from the bar. Wipe <laughs> the sweat off my brow. Wait, is, is oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I got to understand this hypothetical. <laughs> you're, you're at a bar. Or like a bar venue. Dance I'm at a DC dance talk. club. I'm at a yeah. dance. I'm you're, at the okay, club, baby. Okay, you're at the club, and they're playing DC Talks uh, free at last from start to finish. Front to back. Oh my god! I and would you're go getting to the club a vodka soda. Well, <laughs> I'm just. What is this world? If there's ever a church jams now like conference, we are doing that. We're renting out a club and we're playing free at last, front to back, and just dancing. You have to dance and just drink a lot. Yes. <laughs> That sounds like my best day ever. <laughs> I'd go. I'd go to that. You're contractually obligated as a host of CJ. Like right. this one's like like pretty chill. It's like all right, you got time to go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's a good. And you reprieve. can still hear it in the bathroom speakers, but it's like you don't have to engage. You're not missing much, but it's, it's still there. Yeah. It's yeah. a sort of intermission, you might say. Ah. Oh. Oh. All right. Well, our Which analysis is why I like of the, the intermission song. version is a minute and a half faster than the actual song. But do we have anything else to say about Say the Words? I say the words that you're going to the next song. That's what I All right. <laughs> I long to hear those. Uh, WDCT. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> WDCT. Talk radio yeah. with the sound to shake them bones. Because we're bringing you the funk, the whole funk, and nothing but the funk. DC talk style. I wrote Day cut this. Night. You don't need it. This is obviously Toby, right? I don't know. I think it's so. Gotta be Toby. I think it's his like radio persona. Yeah. Because he has, he comes, he shows up that way in multiple tracks across the record as like this DJ, this like talk radio DJ. Yeah. I think that's what he's doing here. Uh, I love the organ in the background, but like you don't need this. Yeah, this doesn't I, need to be on your record. I literally all I here. wrote on notes on this was what? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> totally unnecessary. I, <laughs> I liked Greer, but like this was so soon after that. Like you don't. I think need it would have been better after the next song. Yeah, yeah. I think you put say the words and socially acceptable together, and then put this yep. after that. I think that's a little bit better. Hmm. Well, maybe not. I think I'll have to redact that later. But I don't mind stuff like that. Track number seven, Socially Acceptable. I said it's a slick mid-tempo bop. Sounds like Destiny's Child. Yeah, it's very like this era of hip-hop. Like I kind of wish it was a Destiny's Child song, to be honest. Ooh, I, I could I could dig that. Most of my notes are more sweet sweet bass, but everything else I already brought up. Larry Norman, Backstreet Boys, love the vibe, didn't love the message. Mm-hmm. Same, same. DC Talk seems really focused on race, which is pretty cool for the time, even if it is a little cringy. I think the execution is not quite there. But I respect the fact that they were, like, trying to address it in their own way. You know what I mean? Like, like between this and colored people, like, they were trying to address racial issues the yeah. best way they knew how. Right. So there is something in there that I respect. I 
don't love the execution. <laughs> no. And it's easy from 2022 to critique that. But I Correct. agree with but yeah. I completely agree with you and I think yeah. it's an important thing to say. Like the intentions there, the impact is a little a little wonky, sure. but yeah. uh, I really enjoy the line in God we trust is an American pun. Yeah, that's even a cool though line. I don't like the messaging. Right. I like I like the fact that it's it's an idea that we've heard more than once right. throughout doing this podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. But specifically the line in God we trust is an American pun. It's is a strong an interesting line. line. It's, it's a got, really it's got interesting like a, line. A strong cadence to it. And God yes, we trust exactly. is an American pun. Like it it's it's very rhythmic yeah. and like percussive. Um and and the and the mental image that it creates for you and the way it kind of challenges you to think about that stuff is cool, even if you disagree with it. I think that's an interesting point, like respecting lyricism that you don't agree with and how you can do that. Like you can write, well done. Yeah. Don't know if I land with your premise. I may, maybe I do, but you can still be like, good job. Well, I definitely don't on this song, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, I thought that was a cool line. Mm -hmm. I literally laughed out loud when I heard the line... Funny how it happened so suddenly. Hey, yo, fellas, kick the melody was really, really, really funny to me mm-hmm. <laughs> because because it, it's at one time expressing that like things change so suddenly. Right. But I can almost guarantee you, he just was like, "Well, what rhymes with suddenly?" <laughs> I guess melody is like the closest like slant rhyme. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Hey, Just yo, fellas, it. kick the melody. And and like, he like, but he like tried like... a couple lines to make it work, and he couldn't. He's like, ah, nothing just, was coming. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Then, and so that was just super funny to me. Funny how it happened so suddenly. Hey, yo, fellas, kick the melody. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing something completely different now. It, it was like a real weird like left turn lyrically. Yeah, you're like, wait, are you being a little like meta right now? Maybe unintentionally. Can we also listen to that Kevin Max uh, scat break at 4:22? Yes. Thank you. Because yes. I need that. I need more of that in my life. It is absurd. I think it's credited when he starts scatting. It's not Kevin Max anymore. Oh, it's it Kevin not? Scats. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you got me good, Josh. You got me. I was going for for a second there. I was like, is that not Kevin Max? Maybe I had it wrong. Oh no, that's him already. Oh, listen to him, man. <laughs> Kevin Scat. We gotta put this in the episode. Oh, it's great. <laughs> My last note is the line human rights have made the wrong okay is very, very bad. No thank you. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No thank you on this song. Interpret it whatever way you want, you know? Well <laughs> well <laughs> Well <laughs> I don't I don't it's a bigger discussion. Yeah, I have so much of this album that I love. I don't know if I'm ready for that discussion. No, that, that's but fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I would cut this song. Yeah. I love, this was my favorite song as a kid, though. Did you like it as a kid? Mm. I loved really? it. Really? Yes, this was totally my vibe as a little eight-year-old. Overall, I'm not crazy about this song. There are definitely some really good parts in there. But yeah, overall, song-wise, especially kind of following Say the Words, I was like, oh, wow, these two are kind of bringing it down for me i i kind of like that they brought it down a little bit and and i'll get into that more later but do we have anything else about socially acceptable i feel like i talked a lot on that one i don't know if you all have anything to add i just want to reconfirm that for me this is definitely like a larry norman effect where 
I really dig the vibe of the song, and I'm glad it exists. But the messaging sucks. Like I, but, but I don't land with the messaging. But like, yeah. But I, like, if I had to give it my thumbs up thing, like, music would get like one and a half thumbs. I think. Wow. So, yeah, that's enough to bring it to that. Almost yeah. a full <laughs> yeah. two thumbs. The only last thing I have is that at three o two, they kind of do a little play on new thing that you know he's doing it to who's doing it. Everybody's doing it. Oh, <laughs> oh, do a little yeah. play on their Josh. own song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. that's nice. Well spotted. Well, moving on to track number eight, the title track, "Free at Last." I thought this intro should have been a skit that's like its own track. No, like the it first thirty be, seconds. No, it should no. be in the track. Yes, you like yes. that? It's so good. You need it right here. This is my favorite song on the album. <laughs> I think I wish it was shorter. That's why I wish it was its own track. Just that little spoken section. Yeah, you don't need like the whole off tune singing along part. I, I like that. that part. I like oh, that you part. Did? But the little oh. the person speaking, like the little the intro little, speech, the little gospel Looney Tunes. Yeah, but it's but it's I cool. Don't know. I dig it. I I like it as an intro. I think it's a cool concept. Yeah, this song this song does rule. It rules. It, it's, it's so, so good. good. It's so good. Doing the whole like gospel thing with like super heavy like real pop production. Yep. Is it works so good. Also, can I just say I actually had never heard this song until. Are you serious? We we're going. I don't remember it album. from listening to it as a kid. This was like oh a, my god, felt like a new listen to me. Yeah. Okay. So this well, like I'm gonna stop mind. talking because I want to listen to y'all's thoughts on it. Well, I just knew, I knew this was the title track, and I I got that it was like an MLK riff, but I had no idea that it was gonna be a full on gospel jam. And oh. damn, it is a full on gospel jam in every way. Like. You've got the choir, you've got the call and response vocals, you've got the ad lib vocals, you've got the like tasty guitar line, you've got the amazing gospel drums, you've got the key change at the end. Like it's a party from start to finish. I love it. It's yeah. so good. So all all good. Of the production and instrumentation, it's like super gospel. It felt like this could go on the Disney Hercules movie soundtrack. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so right. <laughs> right? Like you could hear this as like oh, going yes, over the man. credits of Hercules with all the ad libs. And, and yeah, the instrumentation is just so perfect. It is. But I am so many chords. I am a sucker for gospel music. Oh yeah. And maybe mm. now that I'm like, we're listening to it again here, like this one does have the same, like it starts on 10 and it stays 10 the whole time. But for some reason, I'm not tired of this it. This one like, works for I, you. It works for me so yeah. well. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like, it just keeps building intensity. It feels like. I think it that's also gospel changes music, man. That's musically. why I love I think that's gospel why music. Yeah. It, it keeps you listening, yeah. Josh, is because there's so much more happening melodically and the, the chord changes yeah. are like well, active. It, it takes all the things that, that they've kind of done with the other songs previous on the record and kind of crystallizes and perfects them. Because they, there's even like there are record scratches in here. There's the rapping, there's the guitar, there's big drums, there's horns, there's gospel. Like it's just so good. I also love that Toby Mac, like 
he was trying he was doing different delivery yeah of he his does vocal mix lines it up. on every song which was really cool mm-hmm. uh it wasn't all like you know for sure this is like one rapper who does this one kind of thing like right. he was he was like switching it up ah it's so good man this is so good that's my favorite part okay can we talk about that the he did it i'm with it so come on and get it mm-hmm is so good with those like harmonies and then they do that rhythmically it's like one and two one and two one and two yeah one and they two. start hitting triplets mm-hmm. it's going in four four for a while yeah mm. and then the key so change good. right after uh, that which uh, that's why it's staying at 10 yes. but it's working because it's like so complex in all the right ways dang so interesting so good so good so good i really like the lyrics and the way that Toby delivers them, it was hell until I fell upon my knees and prayed. But now the yoke that I was toting has been taken away. I was like, that's good. The yeah, yoke that I was so toting. Good. I like that a lot. Yeah, those rhymes are solid. Toting. Yeah. So have we hit either of y'all's favorite songs on the record? We haven't talked about oh, that. Oh, good question. This has got to be mine. That's why I said I th- this, this is, is mine 100%. <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> to be honest, I hadn't thought about it, but I think this is it. I was between, I'm between that kind of girl and another song, but... This I feel like this has to. It's be just it. so like, good, man. And and I say this as someone who has who started this episode at a ten <laughs> with "Love Is a Verb." I started uh, all my listens at a ten, and I'm like, "This is a fucking eleven, man." <laughs> like this, this yes. is the this might be the best DC Talk song. It's mm. so good. Uh, it might be. How did yeah. TJ? How did we not know about it? This as kids. I don't like, know, man. Well, like I said in part A, I'm pretty sure I never listened to this album. I think I only knew the main tracks. Like, why wasn't this a bigger DC talk right song? On why wasn't this on intermission? Right, I, white people, man. That, that, white that's people. insane to me. It's it, it's insane <laughs> that's to me my because <laughs> I think this is my this is it's the epitome of everything that DC Talk does well. I mean, it's the title track. I think for a reason, man. Like, yeah, it's strong. <sighs> It's just so good. Also, I'm trying to figure out um, if... Yeah, so Joe Hogue, am I saying that right? Yes. Is credited as writing this with Toby Mac. So I'm wondering if if like the gospel chops are coming from, from Joe or something. Like, do we know if Toby can write a song like this? <laughs> I think he is writing in production credits on two songs. Right. Mm. But, yeah, I think I remember seeing another one with his name on it. So, because I'm just like, I'm trying to make sense of it. Like, who wrote this this magical thing obviously toby's he's you know he's a good writer like not to disparage him but it's like this is on another level where did this yeah where did this magic come from and it's like maybe there's something magical about their combination like toby and joe whatever they do together i'm starting it over for listeners (laughs) who don't know that we listen to this to all the tracks while we talk about them (laughs) i love see but because the song is so intense i love that they intro the weird little okay yeah intro is in the track yeah, no, I get it. I think I just wanted that little spoken because thing. Because if it was oh, his man. own track, you could just skip it. Sure, true, but yeah. like, like and you, you wouldn't get the that, feel. Yeah, like you need you it. Need that build up into it. True. Yeah, no, for so some good. reason, I was thinking <laughs> this was so going to be like some like slower kind of like, like me too. right? Yeah, kind me of thing. Too. But no, this was the opposite of it. No, dude, I'm so glad you guys are joining me. And appreciating free yeah. at last. I want to pause right now because I think there have been a a very few 
uh, rare occurrences where we all three just like have a moment where we're really, really fired up about a specific song. Yeah, that's true. There was that a, there was true. one on the Larry Norman episode that, uh, uh, forgive me, I can't remember which song, but we like yeah. we all there three. Was a lit couple. Up. I feel like there was a couple. On there that were. That's record. true. Yeah. But like, there have been very few moments. There have been some other episodes where that happened for us. But this, I just want to pause and acknowledge that this is one of those times, and it's really beautiful. It's a good moment. It's, it's like, like a super Gerbert. Bot. Gerbert came down. <laughs> <laughs> Filled with the Holy Spirit and Gerbert. <laughs> oh my it's, god! Yes, no that 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 like is when we're a, all hyped up of one accord, like on the level. It, th- it just that's feels really that's nice. That's the beauty of gospel music, man. Like regardless of like religious affiliation or like spiritual worldview or where you are in your life, that's why gospel music is just so rad. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it just, yeah. it just gets you fired up. It does. Like just hearing a choir, because the thing about it's it, a really like great energy. Yeah, you can't have a bad time when you're listening to this. No, right? It's, like no, no way. More than any other genre, like there are so many people involved that are at the very top of their game. Right. Because you have choirs, which are multiple people, all singing at the top of their game. Your drummer is on top of it. Your bass yeah, is some of the best is on top of it. Like your keyboardist is on top of it. It's just like everyone is. It's like and the writing is like some of the strongest too. Yes, it's so good because it 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 comes and it takes these really simple ideas and just expounds on them musically. It's just so good. It's just like it just like enriches your soul. You know what I mean? Like it's just the best feeling in the world. It's so good. It's so good. Oh yeah. Truly. This song is great. What a jam. I mean, this album should be a bop for this song alone. <laughs> Honestly, uh, it probably could be. <laughs> yeah. That's enough to drag it into Bop Town. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to track number nine. Time is. I hate to ask what the time is, Kylan, but maybe it's time for track nine. I think Ooh. it's ticking, TJ. It's ticking, man. It's time for apparently to go into Depeche Mode land. Dude, yeah. This is straight up a Depeche Mode track, right? Also, it's like Depeche Mode meets like Aerosmith meets like... Yes. Yeah, Joe Perry's kind of on the Depeche Mode hip-hop. track. Yeah, I wrote OK yeah. Beastie Boys. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I wrote this song doesn't know what it is. I like it. So like for me, there's there's times where you mash up genres and it works. For me personally, right. this one is not an example of that. This is like they threw too many things at the wall and like. I don't like this song. one, TJ. I don't like this one. Oh, really? I like this one a lot. I was digging it. I this was another one I didn't know about. I had forgotten about as from after listening to it as a kid for some reason. And I was like, oh, this is way better than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. I think part of the problem for me is that this one feels, I don't know, it feels so middle of the road DC talk. Like, it's that kind of, it's that mid-tempo thing, and it's that same kind of hip-hop beat, 
and it it sort of blurs in with like other songs in their discography for me um, um so it becomes kind of forgettable and and I'll I'll say just to add context like I think a lot of that is because I was just experiencing some DC talk fatigue at this point in the listen okay so it's not necessarily as much about the song as it is like right where I was at see I liked for how high a level free at last was this felt like such a hard left turn mm. that it was interesting enough to like keep me going mm. once again like Depeche Mode and, and Beastie Boys are like the kind of two things that are coming together on this right I liked the the rock vocals on the hook the time is ticking away that's why I, I felt like Aerosmith to me yeah no it is very Aerosmith well we talked about in part A that there was a feature of an artist that we had talked about on this on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Did you all catch who it was? Nope. Nope. <laughs> it's on this song. And on the chorus, that is Michael Sweet from Striper. Is that singing. right? Yes. That, that completely explains so much. makes sense. Exactly. Yes, that makes so much more sense. That, that, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like they're leaning into like some of the Striper tendencies and kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. In all fairness, I wrote like the research for this episode a long, long time ago. And so like by the time we were doing part eight, I had forgotten that it was Michael Sweet. I thought it was like Larry Norman. And I was like, I can't be like give too many hints because it's obviously going to be Larry Norman. And then I was like, oh, I totally forgot. It was Michael Sweet. (laughs) Yes, it wasn't even him. That's funny. I'm surprised that he doesn't have more of a feature. He's only just in the chorus. In the chorus, yeah. They saved him. I like his vocals. I like the texture and like Mm -hmm. what his vocals bring to the song that the rest of the DC talk guys probably couldn't have brought. Yeah, it brings a little grit to it. Yeah. I'll that. Do you, so you overall, you dig the song? No, I really like it. Like, this is one of my favorites from the record. Hmm. And I think probably because I got to, like, kind of discover it for the first time recently. So it's, hmm. like, feels like a new song. It doesn't feel like I've heard it, like, a hundred times in my lifetime from when I was a kid. So I really, really like And I don't know why I didn't pick up on this as a kid, because I feel like I would have loved It's like that guitar... Because right. I love like the, right, you got the pinch harmonics. You yeah, got the, like, like that. Ah. You got that really distorted, Ugh. like kind of just playing pentatonic stuff. Like I mentioned on Carmen's "God's Got an Army," that guitar. Like I remember listening to that guitar as a kid. Like this would have been right in that vein for like I love that. Yeah, that shreddy medley guitar. Hmm. No, I really really like the song. Nice. I did too. I especially like how they say straight up rock and roll boy in the beginning. <laughs> that was like way too on the nose for me. I think that's actually what like set me off like about this song in general. Like that's what kind of put me in a bad, like it, it soured it for me, yeah. put me in a bad mood. I was like, that's silly guys. I just laughed at it. I I thought it was funny. Yeah, that, that was the thing. I, I kind of just leaned into the cheesiness of it. I've been trying to do that with more things in my life in general, which I guess ultimately ends up being pretty good for this podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think it works out for you. Yeah, of just like like leaning into cheesiness and and things like that because there is like like if I can parse out a sense of vulnerability or like emotional honesty even within the cheesiness, I'm here for it. Cuz some people are just cheesy. Some things are just, some ideas are just cheesy. And if you're doing the cheesy thing without any sort of like irony, Hmm. like I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Because like as a person creating art, like you are giving so much of yourself 
and and there's so much art that does have this like detached ironic lens through which everything is pushed so like if you like truly fucking believe what you're like singing or making or creating even if i personally find it cheesy i still just like i love it i'm here for it so yeah i I think it's like there's different iterations of that and i feel like we as music listeners all kind of exist on a different spot on that spectrum. And so you are able yeah. to like see that and access it and appreciate it on one level. When somebody brings like serves something up to you, you're like, I, I see what you're doing here. I appreciate it. And then maybe somebody else does something that I can sort of dial into and appreciate on a certain level. And Josh, like you have your own version of that where you kind of dial in and you're like, I really like this thing that this person did. Even if maybe the other two of us like can't access it as easily. And I really like that. Like, it just proves the fact that music as an art form is on a spectrum and all kind of allows us to dial into that that kind of earnesty and that honesty that you're talking about. For sure. Earnesty? Is that a word? <laughs> earnesty? <laughs> I don't, I don't Y'all I let me say it. that. I, I accepted it. <laughs> Thanks, I was man. just like, I was here for it. I'm not going to call you on it. I appreciate that. Because buddy. I felt it. Earnesty. I felt the emotional honesty felt the earnesty in your statement. <laughs> <I did. laughs> That was the earnestiest thing I've ever heard, TJ. God. Uh, we're going to have to Thanks, grammar guys. jams now, I really TJ. Appreciate that, that's funny because that, that like went through my brain. I was like, I don't know if that's where we're You know what? I get what he's saying, and I believe but it. I, I believe sentiment. where he's coming from. Yeah. And this, like, yeah, this, so this reiterates my point. My point. Pre- yeah, and yeah. your point. Yes. Absolutely. Um, okay, well, <laughs> time is just slipping away, so let's move on to track number 10. The hard way. One way. This is the third highest streamed song on this record on Spotify. Which really? I is found wild. very crazy. Did it get did it get some kind of like sync placement? Like was it on a show? I, I or? think it was on the intermission, so I'm sure people know it from that. Oh, that's gotta be it. So but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's not a ton. It's not like at a million or anything, but Right. Yeah. I don't love this song, but it is a good sonic palette cleanser. Yes. After the last two songs? Yeah. I kind of wish The Hard Way had come after Free at Last. I think that would have been yeah. bringing it down too much. Maybe. Personally. Yeah. But I didn't like Time Is, and y'all both liked it. So That's, that's true. true. That makes that's sense. But I love Kevin's voice on this song, man. Yeah. Mm. Kevin got to shine, baby. Yep. Toby's actually singing a verse in this one. He's not rapping Ooh. a verse. Yeah. Wow. Which is nice he's to very, hear. He's doing it a little timidly, though. and He's got like some effects on his voice. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that seem like he'd really come into his clean singing vocals? Yeah, yeah, maybe he's still figuring himself out as a vocalist. No, I really like this one way more than I expected to. I was right. really digging it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was super musically interesting. Yes, like vocally, it was okay to me. I just wish like Kevin Max would get a more interesting song that he was able to like sing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I wish the, I wish he got to like, because this feels like the Kevin Mack song on the record. You know right. what I mean? Right. And so I wish he got like more to work with, kind of yep. like more up uh, in his register, kind of thing. Yeah, because he, well, he yeah, could show it's kind of low. Kinda for how him. dynamic yeah. he is as a vocalist. That makes sense. 
Yeah. The horn solo is super good. I don't know what kind of horn it is. Did you guys, could you guys clock mm. what kind of horn was in the horn solo? I didn't solo? really think about it. I remember uh, it. Is that like in the bridge at 309? Yeah, I think it was. I said I really like that break. Like it feels very natural. That's a trumpet with that's a, a trumpet with, with a, a trumpet. Right? Uh, yeah. Okay, I thought so, but wasn't yeah, sure if it was like if it was a French horn or a flugelhorn. No, that's a trumpet oh, for sure. I love it. But this is like a really good natural break. Like like yeah. they had the bridge in that kind of girl that did not need to happen. And just felt like we need a bridge. Write a bridge. This mm. one I felt like really felt necessary. Yeah, it's like well placed, thoughtfully yes. crafted. Yeah, and I think I think what, I think kind of what you're talking about, like as like being kind of a more full band song, is what I'm really liking about this song and why I liked it so much. Mm-hmm. It makes mm. sense. Yeah, it's a more like traditional rock song, kind of for sure. But Slower it felt like su- it Matt. felt like such an, a natural progression from the high energy of Free at Last to Time Is to like this was just like oh man yeah. i'm just like i feel like i'm just bathing in the ocean just like yeah. let it wash <laughs> over me uh this yeah, also like feels this. very you too this song i was gonna say is this definitely the, most, the edge guitar line that was not played by the edge <laughs> yes ever? yeah 100 definitely i can even expound on that too so Please. one the guitar is so the edge mm-hmm. like and then the little arpeggiated part after that okay yep. but here listen to the piano line that goes on the hard way the hard way there's a three descending line kylan would you mind point up look for so cruel by you two off of their album actung baby Ooh. okay i think Is 1991 album you got for me baby. Oh, I got one. 209. Okay. okay. Listen to the piano. We're about to do a song off right now. Listen All to the right. piano line. Here we go. This is why people tune in. And when did Octung Baby come out, Josh? 1991, I believe. Yeah. Mm. Year before. Three note descending dun, piano dun, line. Dun, dun. Oh, shit. No wonder I love this DC Talk song because it's. Even like I feel like the backbeat to this song, yep. like same, it's the hard way is a very U two backbeat yep. kind of sound. Okay, and like Kevin Max is doing like a Bono vocally. I mean, Kevin Max wants to be Bono. So. He does. Yeah. Who can blame yeah. him? Who can blame that him for ripping this off? <laughs> that makes me like the hard way a little less, but yeah. <laughs> well, it's like it's of its era, you know. Like it was doing the kind of stuff that you know, was working, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, but it is, it, it's still a really good song. I think it's a, yeah. a really solid song. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Some people gotta learn the hard way. Oh, and this one has, that was beautiful, this one just PJ. jams Thanks for the last amazing. minute. Like, yeah, they don't just over-repeat the chorus. Like, they just have, like, a nice, natural, and like we talked about for the bridge, like, the jam just feels natural. Yeah, it didn't feel and bad. Yeah, like or too long. This song just has that where a lot of their stuff can get like feel overstuffed or over repetitive. This one didn't for me. Yeah, it works. Well, guys, I guess we're around halfway <laughs> through the record, so let's move on to track number eleven. Oh no, two honks and a negro. Wait, give them something. Give them a little something. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Break it down. When you really break it down, we're just two honks. 
and a Negro serving the Lord. We're just two honks and a Negro singing our song. Uh, nope. <laughs> that was my only note. Yep, I said, yikes. I feel like we need to move on. <laughs> yep. Check number 12. <laughs> Lean on me. That's it. We could get into it, but I would rather not. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm I like, don't know. Maybe I'm not the person that should be speaking to this, but I feel exactly. like, like what you were saying. <laughs> but you're going to speak I anyway. I feel like <laughs> I, can, I can at least give them credit for what they were I'm trying to do. Right. Well, it goes back to their whole thing. Like, yes, they are yes, trying yes. to talk about race. It is very cringy, but I Enough appreciate said. the effort. <laughs> yeah. Jack number 12, lean on me. <laughs> there you go. As a podcast of three white dudes in their 30s, yeah, like, yeah. like we don't need to talk we about it. We can't really say much about that. <laughs> All right, track number 12, Lean On Me. This is, again, an example of, like, opening the song with something that feels to me personally too on the nose like the like the rock and roll thing on the yeah uh, the oldie but a goodie an oldie but a goodie is that an oldie but a goodie but it to me it kind of does tie into the like the wdct sketch and the greer sketch like thematically it. it feels like it ties together it totally makes sense what like what it's doing makes sense i just don't like it but i get it that's valid yeah, 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 I get that. Like, it takes me out of it a little bit. To learn to love each other. But I feel like it works for this song, though, because it's a cover. Like, if they were saying that about one of their own songs, you would have been like, guys, come on. But yeah, right. that's because true. it's a cover. Yeah, that's true. I feel like they're kind of, like, giving it some extra credit. Yeah, if I would give one song a pass, it would be this one. Yeah, yeah. This is one I think I talked about in part A that I, for an embarrassingly long amount of time, thought this was a DC <laughs> Tower original song. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, <laughs> this was so good, though. This song is so good. Oh, yeah. I'm digging it. My only note is not about this particular song, because, like, what what can you say about, about this song? But overall, I love the sequencing of this album. You know, we talk about that a lot, about how so many albums just will, like, front load mm. and have all the hits right up front. And especially for a really long record, part of what kept me engaged was like the tempo changes and they went they did these like peaks and valleys and kept you really interested and this was a great like mid-tempo track to kind of start to bring it up again after the hard way that's a good point kylan are you have a particular side a or side b for this record or are you like a middle guy like what are you well or is that too soon if a plus b equals c i'm a c side <laughs> Okay. Uh, I said everything yeah. and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to being friends with me. Uh, I mean, probably side A. Okay. Hmm. All right. The thing is, yeah, my, my favorite track is track eight, yep. which I guess is side B. Kind of smack dab in it's the middle. Kinda, yeah, it's kind of so, right. I don't know, um, man. I, I just, compared to so many of the records that we have covered... Like I said, the the sequencing of this one like really kept me engaged throughout. 
because you had really fast and then you kind of dip down and then you go up and down and up and down and, and it just like for my ADD brain I was here for it for the whole thing so you know what I was here for what were you here for more Kevin Scats oh yeah <laughs> that's Kevin's true I forgot featuring Kevin Scats <laughs> Other than that, I didn't really have a lot about this song, but I did like right. it. I will say, and I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I was kind of not crazy about them choosing to do this on this album. Like, and that's that's coming from a 2022 perspective where I'm just like, they could have done an original, but instead they did a version of Free at Last. I'm not mad about it, and the version is cool. You know what I mean? I mean, what did I say? Free, at, free last. at Last. Oh, yeah, sorry. They could, yeah, they could have done an original instead. They did a cover of Lean on Me. And I'm not mad about it. I like the song. It's a cool version. I see what they sort of did with it as like giving it their own spin. But I just, I found myself bored because I know the song already. That's not right. to fault them or their choice per se. But I was just like, hmm, I kind of wish this was a DC Talk song instead of a DC but Talk cover. But it feels like a DC Talk song to me. It like, does. Because but they I just do know enough, the song. Like, so it doesn't right. work for my brain. It can't, yeah. I can't like trick myself into thinking, like, this is a DC Talk song. I like, for you, you thought it was a DC Talk song. So <laughs> right, you're coming from right. a very different place. I'm definitely, I'm coming from that side too. Yeah. I know that version, this version more than the other one. But I like they, they did enough. Once again, the, the musical production was like so weird. Yeah. And like they would just like, then they just like randomly went to like a totally different instrumentation. That was interesting. I wanted to ask y'all, like, did you like that change around 345 that they did? I loved it. It just, because all these songs are so long, mm-hmm. like right. you need shit like that to like keep you, or <laughs> I need shit like that to keep me <laughs> engaged. Yeah. What'd you think, Josh? Did you, did you dig it? Which part was that again? That like weird. Where they go like, hold outro on, thing. See. Make it funky. Yeah. I like it because it's, Bringing something new and yeah, it's bringing something new to keep you from getting the over repetition of the choruses or just the song. So I liked it. Yeah, I take it. Make it funky, y'all. Let's move on to track number 13, Testimony. We're going to go back to the basics of the hip-hop scene. Just a loop and some lyrics and a mic, you know what I mean? I was just a mere child in the capital of the nation. When I heard Sugar Hill on my favorite station. I dropped all I was doing, took a train to the city. Douglas Records and the Wiz, Rappers Delight was the ditty. No spritty for my polity, not a pop for my sickle. And since that day, I was never, ever fickle. too many sketch tracks. I like the sketches. It would be fun to do stuff like this and put it on a record. Maybe more fun. Like, that's what I'm coming at it from. Like, I would love to do stuff like this. So it's maybe more fun for me to listen to than, like, a regular listener. Like, you're living vicariously through them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can picture myself doing this. I normally hate skit tracks. Yeah. But I like that this was kind of like a freestyle. My only note is I liked this, too. It fit like right after Lean on Me because that kind of had that yeah. like that that really loose sort of like group hip hop vibe. Yeah, where it felt like everyone was just kind of like jamming out in the studio, like right. smoking a little weed, listening to Bill Withers, like <laughs> make it funky, and it's like, hey, 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 all right, all right, all right, all right, you got a freestyle, let's do it. Let's you know what it. I mean? Like, yeah, I know this is all the antithesis of like everything DZ Dog is trying to go for at the time. 
but that's like the vibe I got. So I was here for it. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wrote is like, I like that he pronounces it favorite station. Favorite oh, station. I like stuff like that when you like just favorite mispronounce right a word station. on purpose. Like, that's mm-hmm. fun. That's, that's very Josh thing. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense to me that you would connect with that. All right, let's move on to track number 14. I don't want it. guys i don't want this track me neither (laughs) i told josh tj i told josh last week we could probably do an entire hour-long patreon exclusive episode just about this song it would be so (laughs) uncomfortable i would do it but it would be cringy to even have to talk for an hour about this song okay guys (laughs) remember how i said i listened to this there's a lot of songs on this album that I don't remember listening to. This is one I absolutely do remember listening to as a kid and just <laughs> hoping my mom did not come in my room when it was on. Just because I'm like, I don't want my mom about coming. Sex? Yes, I don't want my it mom said coming S-E-X? in. S-E-X? Yes, I'm like, even Ooh, though it's about abstinence, I'm like, so please, taboo. I don't want the, my mom to come in while I'm listening to a song about sex, whether it's about abstinence or whatever it is, like, that's something. That's a subject a weird, I don't want to broach. Yeah. Oh, it's a I weird love situation. that. That's so weird. So I, I, I definitely remember this song from when I was a kid. I didn't yeah. remember this song at all. You didn't? No. Oh man, this was like I could see them doing this song in its entirety without any changes on Reno Nine One One. It's got that real like anti-drug school assembly improv group vibe yeah dare. like all right everybody all right here we go we're gonna say no to drugs yeah are we gonna say no to sex yeah it's abstinence like, is the, the only way it's happening yeah like oh no yeah oh no is right the only redeeming quality that i could that i could hook into at least i'm not saying there's not more but the only one i could like access with my lizard brain I had a little bit of like a lizard moment. A lizard moment. During this song. Like if y'all remember the Mercy Me episode. I oh, went yeah. back to that and now, and the only thing that pulled me out of it was the hard panning that they do on I Don't Want It at that yeah, one I like point. That. that was cool. From a production standpoint, cool move. I appreciated that. And then I went back right into lizard lizard man brain. <laughs> I was just like Like these were like adult men. And I'm just like, I feel like you're kind of lying. They're like, like 22, you do 23. Want you're like, it. Probably. Yeah, I you mean, they're they're legally adults, <laughs> and they do. Yes, any you any do. 22. I don't trust any <laughs> 22 year old that is singing. I don't want your sex. Like, okay, like I was 22. <laughs> like that's like, cute. Okay. That's cool. That's cute. Uh, did you guys catch the Star Wars reference? Yeah, Red Leader, Red Leader. Red Leader, Red Leader. <laughs> that was awesome. I love it when Toby like has to double down on it. Wait, you wait, you don't want this extra now? Like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't like, understand. I know. He even questioned it. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> that's no, that's also his radio DJ persona again. Right. He's having like a conversation with himself. I thought that was so trippy. Okay, honestly, this Kevin part is good though. Like too much skin is in your vision. You got to make the right decision. <laughs> it's true. God okay. set his standard higher. Purity is his desire. Oh, 
All right. So you want to know my biggest issue with this song? What's your biggest issue? Biggest issue, Josh. <laughs> We've discussed that the lyrics are so cringy and bring back a lot of just like repressed memories and whatever. <laughs> my biggest problem with this song is that it goes kind of hard. Like, it's pretty good. <laughs> like, like it's Go way on. better to be than I want it to be. <laughs> so it stylistically feels like Michael Jackson or like it was... Uh, I read somewhere it was potentially a response to George Michael's I Want Your Sex, and it feels oh, like it could yeah. be a George oh, Michael song, yeah, too. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. Sure. So, like, I think they're doing a little bit of, like, a parody, like... It's funny to me how much of so Christian it's a bop media is a way. response to other media. Yeah, I think that's important to to spend some time talking about because, you know, a lot a lot of this podcast was like built on the premise of like giving things a fair shake and part of the reason Christian music didn't get a fair shake was because it was a lot so of So much of it is reactionary. Yeah, yeah. or responsive. Yeah, I think that's something, we, we should definitely bookmark that and yeah. have like an in-depth conversation at some point. Yeah, that's pretty I don't think 27 tracks into a DC Talk album is but this is a great more research would be required this is a great example of that truth and like I think we've seen it over the course of a lot of our episodes and I'm sure we'll see it yeah down the road plenty too so here we are talking about it I don't know the production is the production on the like at a certain point in my notes I just stopped talking about production because it was just a given that all of the production on this record is a fucking bop it's great yes (laughs) like all of the instrumentation and production Even the chorus, is so like good. The, I don't want it. Like that's yeah. good. That's yeah. that's good. It's catchy. It's so catchy. I do really love the line. Back up off with less of that zest. And I think I'm going to start saying that for normal things in my life. You like, should. I'm getting some food. I'm like, whoa. Back up off with less of that. <laughs> less of that zest. It's a little too much. It's too yeah, spicy. That's true. Just, just like I'm going to start saying, I am an apple. Would you care to take a bite? <laughs> That's yes. That's you trying to get like be like, hey Jen, and then whoa, back whoa, up, whoa, whoa, back up. Off. It's the Drake <laughs> meme. It's the Drake meme. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, goodness gracious. Yeah, this song is just embarrassing, man. Yeah, I get what you're saying though, man. I get exactly what you're saying. Like it slaps way harder than it has any right to yes if this was just a bad song we could skip it and be like okay i never have to listen to that again but you're like i kind of want to even though (laughs) the lyrics are terrible lyrically it's so bad but yeah i mean like lyrically this was written like for 12 year olds by 12 year olds the most on the nose yeah (laughs) yeah a lot of cognitive dissonance happening yeah Welcome to Church Jams Now, the episode <laughs> where three former youth group kids tried to deal with their religious trauma and cognitive dissonance by listening to Christian albums of the 90s and 2000s. Maybe we can use our willpower to get over it. Willpower! Uh, okay, moving on to track number 15, Willpower. Willpower. Sold separately. Batteries not included. This is my favorite. It's so good. It is funny to me that it comes right after I don't want it. Again, this is an example of on the nose junk that I can't square. It just doesn't really? work. Really? I said too like many it? sketches, guys. Too I many sketches. I loved it. <laughs> I was weirdly here from a 
But if you had to pick like three, would this be one of them that you kept? Yeah, because what they, there's four. There's I can't four? pick three. There, I, there's I pick, Greer. I pick one. You have to WDCT, two honks and a negro, and willpower and testimony and, and testimony. testimony. So that's five. Can you there's pick too two? Many. Zero, one. Greer, you fine. have to. It's a '90s hip hop record. You <laughs> I'm have getting to crazy. Yeah, you have to have at least two for a '90s hip hop. For early '90s hip hop, gotta have at least two. Okay, Greer, and then Willpower, and it's the last track. Willpower's the last. Boo. The last. The last track. Boo. That's fine. It. You can have that opinion about <laughs> how I feel about my opinion. <sighs> I'm. Bo- I don't like uh, these what sketches. Do you think about this song. I loved Willpower. That was super fun. It was fun. It does feel like a '90s cartoon, like a GI Joe thing, and I and that's it's fun. like a late '80s like action figure. Yeah, like a GI Joe. Why I don't like it is it feels like they're they're grinning. They're like, well, aren't we so cute? We put this after our like sex song. Well, <laughs> it's a nice way to shake off how awkward the last song was. It doubles right. down on it. It does not shake it off for me personally. Just for I don't know. It seems like it to me. It seems like this was someone's decision somewhere along the way. Like, even if most most people involved were maybe not aware, <laughs> like at least someone was involved with. You how think there's somebody funny... in there that's like this is hilarious. Yeah, I think it was Kevin Max. If I'm being Maybe honest, from that perspective, I could appreciate it. It's because it, it it seems very self aware. That that's the whole thing. Like that's what I love about yeah. it. Also, you got to remember, yeah, they were like 22 when they made this. Totally, totally. And if I, you know, was 22, and for whatever reason, whether I wanted to or someone involved in the group that i was in or a record executive or someone was like you have to write an anti-sex song you're like i don't want it you think somebody told them to do that i don't know maybe (laughs) so weird then this would be my response to that i would find this incredibly funny that's true from that perspective i can appreciate it we'll never know batteries not included all right guys we're almost done Let's move on to track number 16, word two, number two, the father. Oh yeah, more sweet, sweet bass. This one definitely has some sweet, sweet bass in it. Also, just... Honest question, I don't understand. How did I have the patience to listen to this entire record as a kid? Like, multiple times. Like, this was I've my favorite record. Do you do you remember this song? Oh, my God, kid? yes. Okay, I don't. Everything about it, yeah. Uh, a shout-out from me, Mike, and Kevin is one of the greatest lines on the entire album. <laughs> okay, because... Toby, like we said, could just be referring to himself three times because <laughs> yeah. he is. I know him, how Mike narcissistic, man. Right. Well, that's what's so <laughs> or funny. He's got like I split that, personalities. <laughs> because yeah. before you gave that note, my biggest note on this was like, I thought that was really funny because he rhymed Kevin with heaven, and I'm surprised <laughs> they don't do that more. <laughs> and I just imagine Toby Mac like auditioning people for DC Talk and be like, huh, okay. Wait, your name is Kevin? All right, oh, that's, that's great. Good. I can that's use that. Can work with that. Your name's Reginald? Not much I can rhyme with that. You're off. Yeah. Like. Michael, uh, do you ever go by Mike? I can rhyme with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I'll uh, even rhyme the word great. microphone with that. I, in my brain, this is the end of the record. It should be. Mm, okay. Yep. Yeah. I think it should be. Puts a great bow on the record, closes it out nicely. Yeah. Yes. I really like this song. It's so good. It's super good. TJ? <laughs> TJ. Uh, Were you over it by this point? I You, you yeah, pulled I a real pretty, Kylan on this record. I, I did, man. I was pretty bored. I'll be honest. You like fizzled not, out. And again, like I think... To, to go back to something I said earlier, it's like not necessarily anything wrong with the track. It's that DC Talk is a specific sound. It's not my favorite yeah. sound. You I can only kind of do fatigue. so much of it, and I had some DC Talk fatigue. So a lot yeah. of these back, like, side B tracks, like, no fault of theirs necessarily, I was just kind of, like, tapped out. So, I get But that. it's cool. It's totally like, even valid. listening now, I'm, I'm enjoying it more than when I listened to it previously. So that says that it's got some some staying power to it. That's true. Did y'all get any any notes on the lyrics of this song? No, I have no idea what they're talking about. Okay. Well, there is Toby's verse at 208 is compiled almost completely of previous song titles. Oh, that's pretty cool. He says, when DC talks, which was track one on New Thing, he works like this. Track two on New Thing. I love rap music. Track three on New Thing. Can I get a witness? Which is track 11 on New Thing. That's cool. And it goes on the whole way. So That's it's like cool. that whole That's verse cool. is like there's only two lines that I don't know if they are references, but like mm. every line is a reference to That's a previous so DC Talk song. That's really cool. That is yeah, really cool. I love, I I love respect stuff that. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like that. Well, word to the father. Let's move on to the last track on the record. Jesus is just all right. Reprise. Cut this or would you move this? I just wrote, why does this exist? <laughs> I would take out one of the sketches and put this in. Yeah, can like, can that be one of my choices? Like, honestly, replay, like, put this up after the hard way uh, instead of two honks and a Negro. And I'm here for that. It's a good little, like, one minute kind of blues jam. Sure. The organ is still, the organ, this is the best organ that's ever been on a record. <laughs> <laughs> So, wow. <laughs> yeah, I think I could get by with this being somewhere else on the record, but I do not like it as closing out the record. No. I think you 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 end strong on word to the father. I agree. Mm. I know it kind of makes the whole thing fizzle out. It does. It does. I don't like it. I get that. But what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? We didn't make the record. We didn't make the best-selling Christian album of 1992 and 1993. Yeah. What do we know? What what some people in some circles might agree is the first hip hop record. <laughs> <laughs> According to Kylan's research, scholars <laughs> and critics alike all agree. Yep. Some people do, man. <laughs> Credentialed critics. All right. So it comes down to this, everybody. I just want to say that we made it through 17 tracks. We did it. That's a lot. In a pretty decent amount of time. Yeah, we yeah. did it. Okay. We're going to flop our bop this mofo. I think I know. I think I know. Kylan, I feel like it. you got to lead us off. Oh, baby, this is a Stone Cold Bob. <laughs> Front to back, no notes. Well, I got a couple notes, no, but we just get had like an hour and a half of notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I love this record, man. And and the thing is, my flopper bop criteria is if I if I will find myself listening to this record again sometime True. within the next year, I will. Most of this record. Right on. There's so much musically interesting to me, so much that I remember. But beyond that, like the production was just so dense and layered and I found a lot to really, really love. Mm. And it is really long, but it's sequenced super well for the most part. Right. And it takes you on this little this little musical trip. You got hills and you got valleys and you know, by the end of it, I was very happy that I listened to it. Right on. Which is I know. I just like I'm surprising not only y'all, I'm surprising myself with how much <laughs> I apparently like some super long records. <laughs> yeah. I'm really I'm really astounded, to be honest. Yeah. Ninety percent of the tracks I just really loved. Do I wish Kevin Max had more to do? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say yes when I started that sentence. You're just surprising yourself left and right. <laughs> when I started that that sentence, my answer was yes. That's funny. Uh, Dang, he's never coming on the podcast now. I know. Uh, tell me, Mac, a little too much. Do I maybe just want to listen to the one and only Tate album? Maybe. <laughs> Toby also like writes all the songs, so the fact that He's not singing the entire song. I feel like it's pretty generous of him. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Yeah. Good on everybody involved. It seemed like a fun time, and I was here for it. The end. All right. The end. TJ, what about you? Man, I mean, I think uh, I predicted a flop on this for me. And if I remember right, I think I even, I think I even predicted that I would bop an EP of this. Oh, yeah. Did you come up with an alternate EP? And that is bop track precisely what happened. I Did unfortunately... free at last five times? Yeah, free at last five times. And then a 25-minute version, uh, Euro <laughs> House version of Jesus is Just All Right. Hell, yeah. No, but yeah, this this record flops for me, unfortunately, because at times it's too samey. Um, like that that repeated chorus thing that they do toward the end a lot. Even though, as we said, there's a lot of like ad-libbing and bells and whistles, that wasn't enough for me to like, to kind of pull those songs up a little higher to make the album overall a bop. The fact that some of the songs are sort of that parody-inspired thing like we talked about, and the fact that there's two covers on the song where there could have been originals. You know, granted... Jesus is just all right rules. The song rules. So like I kind of hold both at the same time. Like I wish that had been an and original. It's like, it's like half a cover because true. Obviously the chorus is yeah, sampled. It's, it's but their, it's the like their their own original. kind of version yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean they, that's they, how I feel about Lean on Me too. Yeah. They kind of just make it their own. Yeah. So the those are just things that I have to like kind of stack points against it with, even though like I don't mind the tracks. In fact, I love Jesus is just all right. Like I love that track. You better. But when you look at the album, the fact that there's two covers, a lot of samey stuff, and a lot of sketches. I didn't like the sketches. Um, for all of those reasons, I have to flop it. But I would bop hard an EP with the following track list. Track one, Love is a Verb. Track two, Hell Jesus yeah. is just all right. Oh my God, I forgot this started with love as a verb. Yeah, dude, Stone Cold <laughs> oh Pop. Gosh. Sorry, continue. Track three, say the words now. 
the intermission remix version. Oh, okay. Four, free at last. Five, either socially acceptable or word to the father. You get to choose your own adventure on that. Six, mm. the hard way. That's the closer. Okay. Because I, I like that, that song. Like we talked about, it takes the energy down, and I think it yeah, could work yeah. as an EP closer to kind of give it some gravitas. Cool. Calm and quietude. Nice. So that's my that's my free at last EP bop. Which isn't bad. You only cut four actual like real songs. Mm-hmm. If you take out all the the reprise and all the sketches. Right. I think I just wanted to cut a lot of what I considered fat. Yeah, yeah. No, that totally makes sense. But kept a lot of the, the really groovy stuff. And I would put free at last five times in a row as an alternative track list EP. Because <laughs> that's just so good, that song man. rules, man. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I'm going to put that, Josh, you're... You're gonna regret giving me access to the Church Champs Now Spotify because I'm gonna put Uh-oh. that. I'm gonna make a playlist that's just free at last twenty times. <laughs> Literally just free at last twenty times. That's so good. Oh, wow. All right, Josh, where you at? I'm a tiebreaker. All right, Ooh, you are the tiebreaker. No pressure. Okay, let me tell you, I went on a journey with this record. Mm. It is a journey. It, I get it, it is. It is. Indeed. And like we talked about in part A, like I went in and I was fully expecting to flop this, like to find a couple nice like songs that I liked, but other than kind that, of just similar like, to like Jesus Freak, like Yes, like just get like mm, we're yeah. just exhausted or whatever. And then to like like and so let me take you through the track list where I like Jesus is just alright. Like I said, you kind of get a little bit of the fatigue because it's just the same thing. And then like say the words and socially acceptable hit and i'm like oh man we're tailing off like they front loaded this with like Mm -hmm. the three good songs and then it's trailing off and then free at last happened and brought you back oh man (laughs) but yeah that and then into time is and then uh a little later on the hard way like for me this record came alive in side b Mm. and yeah dude it's that sequencing man that sequencing is Mm -hmm. yes like so i am bopping this and i am extremely surprised that i (laughs) actually bought i am too i went in with a full like fully expecting to flop this but i gotta bop it it's i love that super good i get it man so i went in prepared to bop it strictly for nostalgia reasons Mm. And that's definitely there within my reasoning. But but there was more like 2022 Kylan bopping this. Yeah, man. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm so glad to hear that, Josh. Yeah, like, yes. Josh, that's no, awesome, man. Th- this album was a journey. It was. Man, I yeah, I can't say enough about the production. I love the production. I was very impressed by that and just, oof. And so, much. It, so if you take out the, the skits, which, once again, that was just a staple of... Yeah, that was very hip hop music and of the time, which I generally I'm not a big fan of skits in albums. Feels self indulgent. Yeah, but I also have to remember that most of these albums were made by like people in their early twenties, sure. which that's the time to do self indulgent shit. True. You know what I mean? <laughs> True. Like, especially if you're like twenty one, twenty two, and you get a shit ton of money from a record label to like make a record. Because they like what you do. Like, yeah, and you're hanging out with your friends, you're going to, like, make stupid shit. Totally. If you took out all the uh, all the skits, if you look at it narratively, or if you look at each song as, like, an emotional beat, you know what I mean? Like, based mm-hmm. on tempo and vibe and stuff. Yeah. 
the the progression just totally makes sense. It's got almost like a three act structure, like a movie. Hmm. You start off really high, you kind of dip down, you get some exposition, you know, you go up high again. And then end of the second act, it dips down really low and then it it builds back up again. And just like it just makes sense. It feels really nice. So TJ, it makes complete sense to me why you would flop this album. <laughs> Josh, it makes complete sense to me why you would bop this album. So yeah. like that's why I love this podcast, man. Like, us we all sense. Come to even if we however we agree or disagree, I think we all come to things from a very interesting and organic way. One hundo. Y'all hear my child yeah. oh, yes. her head off? <laughs> Definitely do. Goodness gracious. Well, I think that's as good a sign as of as any that we gotta wrap it up. Hey, Willow, you wanna come say bye on the podcast? Can we, can you do the podcast with me? What a better way to end it than Kyle oh, yeah. giving the record that he listened to as a kid to his child. Yeah, passing it on. Passing the torch, man. I love it. All right. Willow, was it a flop or a bop? A bop. It was a bop. It was a bop. bop. There it is. You heard it straight from the source, folks. Willow June bopped free at last. (laughs) I love it. What else you got to say? Mm, A microphone. Microphone, yeah. (laughs) Microphone. (laughs) All right. She's a natural, Kylan. Training her well. So, from all of us here (laughs) at Church Jams Now, (laughs) may all your favorite bands stay together. Peace out, motherfuckers. Soap on a rope, cause they ain't worth hoping. Hoping. With it's, uh, wait, wait, what comes next? <laughs> with, uh, it's a myth and it ain't worth hoping. Love is enough that the sun condition, wait, love is enough that it's unconditionally living. Now you're giving out, wait, living now you're giving, ah, giving now you're living out the Great Commission. <laughs> That's the cold right Perfect. <laughs> living day, giving day, giving day, living day, living day. I, I can day, vamp on this day. song if, if you need more time for research. <laughs> like, just put a Down with the it. DC talk. A d- d- down with the DC talk. Are you down with the DC talk? A d- d- down with the DC talk. <laughs>